Come on, let's praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. God is awesome, isn't he? You know, I think about, I just think about God's goodness and I think about his mercy and his grace. The Bible says that God's grace and mercies are new every day. And when we look back over our lives, each and every last one of us should be able to recognize how good God has been. You know, I don't know about you, but I just think about the different things that I've gone through and the things I've overcome. And I know it's all by his mercy and it's all by his grace because when I look back, I realize that I was powerless and I did not have the power to do it in my own strength. But I can honestly say when I look back in my past, it's behind me. Come on, does anybody have that testimony tonight? It's behind me. Satan, that's why I love in the word when the Lord said, Satan, get thee behind me. Why? Because you don't have any victory in my life. Amen. Well, it's good to be back here tonight, Tuesday night Bible study. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, you guys can come on and have a seat, and we're going to dive right into the Word of God. You know, this month has been very powerful. Uh, we've been really dealing with, man, the power within and how God loves us so much. And that's so important for us uh, to remember. And I like to really keep that in front of you, um, that God loves you in spite of you. And maybe you need to write that in your notes tonight. Maybe you need to put it in your phone. Uh, whether you're here in the sanctuary watching us through uh, streaming via social media, um, God loves you. And I really want you to understand this uh, because many times we're laboring uh, for God's love. We're laboring for God's blessings. And God, the Bible says in St. John 3.16, I want to start there tonight. Uh, let's go there together. John 3.16. And uh, we're going to read this together because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I want you to really understand and know that God has called you to be his child. And those of us that have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, uh, we are victorious. And so this power, this strength, and this faith um, through our confession, it only works when we believe beyond every obstacle, every issue, every dilemma, and every issue that God has already made a way of escape for me. And so, Satan, not only are, do you have to get behind me, anybody that you're using, any situation, any issue or dilemma or issue, I'm going to praise God in the midst of it because praise is a weapon of war. Come on, somebody say that with me. Praise is a weapon of war. I can't be stopped. And that's what I want to talk about tonight, that you can't be stopped. And I want you to know that you are fearfully and wonderfully uh, made in the image and the likeness of God, and God's got a greater plan for your life, and that's why God created and purposed you to be. And when the enemy tells you what you're not going to be, he's telling you that because he knows that the only way he can defeat you is to get you to believe that all things are not possible for you. I want to say that again. The only reason the enemy is telling you you're not going to make it out of this trial, you're not going to come out on top, God doesn't love you or others don't love you is because the enemy wants to keep some of us in a state of rejection. But I want you to know that God has already accepted you into his beloved. Say that with me. God loves me. God believes in me. God has a purpose for me. And God has accepted me to be a part of his family. You ought to praise God right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 really, I really want you to know tonight, I really want each and every last one of us to know how special we are. I didn't say how perfect we were. I said I want everybody to know how special we are. I just want the enemy to be defeated and annihilated in your life. Because I, I know what it means, I know what it's like to go through that turmoil to believe that people don't like you, people don't celebrate you, people don't love you. And the enemy always loves to nurse and rehearse those things because he doesn't want you to ever get to the place to recognize that God loves you and God has accepted you and called you to be a part of his beloved. And it's when we get into that position in that place of knowing who we are, then we become an extension of his love to others. And it's not what we're looking to receive. Now it's what we're looking to give. And I want you to understand that there is more 
more power. The Bible says this. There is more power in us being able to give than to be able to receive. If I'm in a position of needing to receive, then I'm in a needy position. That's a weak position. God wants us to understand that he has equipped you to be more than an overcomer. So that means that you don't just overcome situations and issues and dilemmas. There's some things that's going to come your way and you've already overcame it in Christ. I want you to understand this. I want you to hear it and I want you to receive it and I want you to believe it with everything in you because when the warfare comes, you don't fight with your fists. You don't fight with talking to other people about what you're going through. You fight with the word of God. What did the word of God say concerning this issue that's coming up in my life? Well, I'm giving you a heads up. I'm giving you a words up. And God says that you are already victorious in Christ. But it's not what's coming toward you that matters. It's how you think about it. It's how you see it. And so tonight, I really want to equip you. I want to get you in a position to understand that your future is so bright. If you can see the things that I could see when I look at you, I see your future, and what God has for you would blow your mind, and the enemy just doesn't want you to know it. But you have to have faith in God's ability and know that God didn't keep you, save you, deliver you, heal you, turn. Some of y'all got some stories that you haven't, you haven't even been able to share yet because you're so embarrassed by it. But y'all got some powerful stories. And the story is you should have been dead. You could have been dead, but God turned it in your favor. All right, let's look at this scripture um, here in St. John 3.16. And I want you to understand that this is the living word. This is the true word. And the Bible says the letter killeth, but the spirit of God bringeth to life. So as we receive tonight, we're not going to receive the letter. We're going to, we're going to receive the spirit of the Lord that has given uh, the letter. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit, uh, but when we just see the letter, it killeth because we cannot comprehend. But spiritual things have to be what? Spiritually discerned. And I want you to understand that everything that God says in this word for you, it's here to come to pass, but you have to believe it. When I look back over my life, guys, I can tell you story after story after story after story. I never hold anything back from you guys. I never stand up here and act like I, I've always had things going on. I've always been transparent so that you can see that God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And God wants to use you in spite of you. Let me say it again. God wants to use you in spite of you because there's somebody that's connected to you that needs to know that God loves them. Wild Goose, let's start reading at verse uh, 16, chapter 3, verse 16. Again, tonight's declaration is, I can't be stopped. And we've, we've been teaching from uh, the foundation for the month of June on the power within, that God has given us power through and by the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and read, Wild Goose. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Did he say some people? What did he say? He said whoever would believe that he gave his son for them would receive eternal life. Whoever. Do I have any whoever's in here? I don't know about you, but I didn't have much of an option. I had to, I, I had, Michael, I didn't have much of an option. I had, to, I had to believe that there was a God that loved me in spite of me because there was times in my life where I didn't love myself. It didn't, it didn't really matter what other people thought. You know, once I got over uh, the enemy tricking me about what everybody else thought about me, I didn't realize my biggest problem wasn't what everybody else thought about me. My biggest problem was I had an identity crisis, and it was I had a problem with me, and I had a negative image about myself. So anytime I saw somebody talking or looking at me, I automatically began to believe that they were talking about me. And so I never had peace. I never had joy. Now, this was what was going on on the inside of me. But outwardly, it, I gave the appearance that everything was good. You know how it is in life. We know how to look the part, dress the part, talk the part, and use whatever it is that we have 
that will give people a, what we would consider a positive image about ourselves. So uh, for us as uh, men, I know a lot of times when I'm in uh, business meetings, I'm in meetings, uh, man, you know, we like to pass out cards. We like to talk about what we do, what, we, uh, what we've accomplished and, 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 and things of that nature. But I believe that it comes from us not being secure in ourselves as a person, not just what we do or what we achieve, but just being okay with who you are as a person. So I needed deliverance, and I was going to church, uh, and I still had this issue, but I didn't know I had the issue. I was shouting and praising God and, you know, doing all the, 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 the antics that, you, that come along with a church service traditionally, um, but I was still hurting. I was hurting uh, deep down on the inside, and the enemy was defeating me within. Can you imagine that? Sitting on the front row, shouting, doing the whole nine. But I was being defeated because I had this negative image, and I didn't realize that I had a negative image about myself. The enemy made me believe that everyone else had a negative image about me. So he was destroying the purpose of God that God had for me in my future because I was making some decisions and some choices based on my emotions and my feelings on how I believed people saw me, so I was trying to protect me. I was trying to protect me. You understand what I'm saying? And so it made me angry. It made me vicious. It made me, you know, uh, the kind of person that, you know, could tell you about yourself. But it was really because I was hurting and I felt powerless. And I didn't know that I felt powerless until God helped me identify that I felt powerless. And so I would come on very strong, come on very, you know, got it all together. And, you know, living that way keeps you in, in, in a place of bondage because in all actuality, everybody is really trying to survive and trying to live. And nobody really thinks about anybody that much. <laughs> Devil getting mad. I'm telling on him tonight because he had me, y'all. I ain't going to lie. He had me. He had me. He had me feeling like I was the worst person, the most messed up person in the world. And so I thought other people saw me that way. So he was defeating me. He was defeating me. And that's why, you know, I, I started last month in May, we were dealing with overcoming mind battles. Because Anthony, as a person thinks, so is he. It's, it, it's not just about what people think about you or how people see you, but how do you see yourself? And if you really care about how people see you, why? Why? Why do you care? Why do you get angry? Why do you get upset? If you believe a person doesn't like you or a person doesn't accept you, what, what, what's the issue? Well, the real issue is not that person not liking you. The real issue is a lot of times we have our own inward issues with ourselves of accepting ourselves. At least that's how it was for me. So I'm not, I'm not going to put what I was going through on you. I'm just going to use me as, as an example to say maybe you can relate to something I just said. Okay? So, and, and, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I want us to understand that, man, God has accepted you into his beloved, and the enemy does not want you to really know this. He doesn't really want you to come into a comfort place uh, with this. So he wants us to look for and try to identify with groupings of people that will be accepting of us. And when that happens, then we have a false security. And what it does is it covers our insecurity because now we are together. I'm teamed up. Some people, some people, some people will join a gang. Some people may join a motorcycle club. Uh, 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 different, there's different things that people join for different reasons, but a lot of us want to be a part of something that we feel that we're accepted in. I know I got one or two people that can say you, if I can be honest about it, nobody just wants to be in the number. Well, in the family of God, and this is why I was talking about this uh, several Tuesdays ago, why we should not be fighting each other, hating on each other, talking about each other, because all of us come from different imperfect walks of life. 
and we come into a place that God has set aside for his perfection in your life. <laughs> we come into a place where God says, I'm going to meet you there, and I'm going to bless you there, and I'm going to make you better than what you've ever been. And in this place, it's a safe place because everybody there is messed up without my grace. Oh, y'all, y'all. Y'all, y'all. <laughs> See, this, oh, my God. See, this is why, this is why, you, you, you know, God wants us to be strong in the Holy Ghost. All right, let's go back here to, to uh, St. John. Look at this 316. Go ahead, uh, son. For God so loved the world uh -huh. that he gave his only begotten son. Wait a minute. God so loved the world because it was perfect. God so loved the world. Go ahead, son. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He said whoever believes upon him, whoever believes in him, he's going to perfect them concerning the father. Go ahead, read. Should not perish uh -huh. but have everlasting life. So they're not going to just have life here on earth but they're going to have life after they leave this earth. Eternity is real. The eternal world is more real than the natural world. Everything that you can touch is going to fade away. Everything, I don't care what it is, whatever you see, if, you, if your foot's touching the carpet, the carpet's going to fade away eventually, and your foot's going to fade away eventually. Nothing, nothing in the earth is permanent. Nothing. Nothing. That's why they have to keep you know, you have to keep rebuilding things, remodeling things, sustaining things. You know, there's a saying I always say, and I teach this to my children at home. I say, it's not what you get only. It's what you get, it's what you keep, and it's what you sustain. You got to take care of it. You got to maintain it so that, so that whatever God gives you, it begins to multiply. Some of us have been blessed so much that we don't even realize it. Because we didn't take care of what God gave us to be able to add to. So we always happen to not renew, but buy something new or get something new because we didn't keep up with what we had. Anybody here got children know what I'm talking about? Ain't nothing worth it. I got to have it. I, I remember my children play with toys. Man, the commercials, I got to have it. You know, now it's, it's, it's V-Bucks. Video games. Ah, oh, Dad, I gotta have it. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. Huh? Christmas or birthdays come around, you done went out of your way. Cause they gotta have it. And then you buy it. It got you feeling like you're the worst heathen parent in the world if you don't buy it. Then you buy it. And they play with that thing for three days. And you walk in the living room. And now you fussing. Almost cussing. Oh, y'all want to talk to me. You done spent your last. You done went in debt for three months to buy what they had to have. And they just threw it away. Well, I really, really, I really want you to understand the power within uh, because it, it, it's going to sound simple, but it's really, it's, it's really powerful uh, when you take care of what God has for you. Uh, your life will begin in every area, uh, uh, including things. You just begin to multiply so much that you have to give it away. You have to give it away. I never, um, most things that I buy, whether it's a, a real estate, uh, cars, um, clothes, I, I never have to throw anything away because I take good care of it. You know what I'm saying? I take good care of it. So um, some of you, some of you remember the story about mom's BMW. I bought her uh, some uh, almost, man, almost 13 years ago. Wasn't it, Mike? 14 years ago, something like that. And it's, it still looks new. Because I maintained it. I took care of it. And I did not allow it to depreciate in value because I didn't, I, I never stopped valuing what God allowed us to be able to gain. I want you to catch this. 13 years old, still looks like new. My, my, my Escalade is 12 years old. 
Pastor Damon is driving it now. I maintained it. I kept it up. I never lost value because I remember when I asked God for it. I want y'all to catch hold of something tonight. I just want you to, because sometimes people will see you and it just look like, man, you got this and you got that. and that. But they don't understand it's just been added to. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Okay. So, like, the, these shoes is over six years old, okay? Six-year-old shoes, right? So, I got shoes in my closet. Some of them are literally 20 years old. Matter of fact, I wore a pair the other day, and somebody was like, man, I'm bad. Where you get them from? I said, Doc, they don't even make them no more. I bought them 20 years ago. And so, if I don't wear them any longer, I find someone else. Check this out. I find someone else that I feel will value it. It's just a principle. And that's why we have to value what God gives us. And the greatest gift that God gives us is his son so that we can have salvation. Do you value the eternal spiritual life that God has for you in such a way that you understand that other people need what you have. You don't have power until you realize you have something to give away that can never be taken from you. It can never be taken away from you. It's a gift from God that will add to others, and God will reward you as his son and his daughter for sharing the love he gave you. And this kind of love is called unconditional love. What is unconditional love? Unconditional love is something that you receive, but you know you don't deserve it. God loves us in spite of us. Have you, since hearing and receiving Jesus as Savior, since you have received salvation, since you have believed and been delivered and been healed and confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, have you still valued your relationship with God? Are you still committed to getting up and meeting with him? Are you still committed to allowing him to lead you? As long as God leads you, you're going to prosper. You're going to prosper in your mental health. You're going to prosper in your mind. You're going to prosper. Remember I said a moment ago, as a man thinketh, so is he. So I think about these things. I think about, I think about all of the things that have been able to multiply in my life. You know, when the scripture talks about um, God will bless you, he'll cause it to be pressed down, right? You know what the scripture said? Shake, shaking together what God calls men to give into your bosom, right? But they're adding to what you already possess. And you're adding to what you already have. And you have so much of it that it becomes a problem in your life. Oh, you better hear what I'm saying. God wants to bless you beyond your wildest imagination. He's called you to be blessed. Somebody say that God has called me to be blessed. God has called me to prosper. He's called me to be the head and not the tail. And he wants you to be so, so blessed that you have enough without even regret not just bless your family and friends, people you love, that you can even bless your enemies. That's what the scripture said. That's what the scripture said. So I want to help you learn how to come into what's already yours. That's power. Ain't enough just to jump and shout about it. Oh, it's Sunday. I want to shout. Oh, it's Tuesday. I want to shout. Oh, I'm in church. I want to clap my hands. I want to run and dance. Oh, that's good, but I'm, when I'm running, I'm running because he did what he said he was going to do. I ain't running because I expect him to do it. I'm running because I've already received it. And God sent me now as a son, as a servant of God, to tell you what he's promised you that he would do. He's not a man that he shall lie. Heaven and earth will both pass for his word and I come to pass. And why that hasn't happened in my life, Apostle Langston? It's not a God problem. It's a faith problem. 
Finish reading that goose and we'll go to Hebrews 11.1. One. It's not a God problem. It's a faith problem. Tonight I'm injecting you with more faith. I want to build your faith, man. Man, see, when, man, when, when, when God bless you, man, with everything he promised you, you don't even have time to trip no more. You just be looking for people that you can bless. You want to bless them with the word. You want to bless them huh, with, with things, with, 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 with money, with stuff. You can't give away something you don't have. Come on, somebody. You can't give away something you don't have. And one thing that I want you to notice about your God, your father, and, and his son Jesus, your savior, is that they understand the power of release and receive. Not, not, not take and grab. The return comes from what's been released. That's spiritual. That's spiritual. Give and it shall be given. That's spiritual. So I knew when I married my wife, which is a little secret, man, it's a, it's a blessing. And, and women, you know, you take it for what it's worth to you. But I learned, you know, I just learned. But anyway, I, um, I learned earlier on to, I, you know, I, whatever you want to master, you need to study. If you're in a class and you, you want to master that class, you got to study. You want a master's degree, right? You have to study. You want a bachelor's degree, you got to study. You, 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 have to, you have to put in to get out. It costs you something on the front end. So when I, when I got married, the Lord taught me in prayer. He said, son, he said, study, study her. So I began to watch her, begin to pray for her, begin to find out what made her, what made her upset, begin to find out what made her happy. Getting to find out how do I, how can I align myself with God so that the joy of the Lord can be a strength in her life. So I'll never, I don't want to be a headache. I want to be her blessing. So I, I, I sacrificed the time and the energy to spend knowing her without asking her. Knowing her without asking her. Because I knew what I needed from her. And I couldn't get from her what I wasn't willing to put in her. Because God created her to take what I give her and multiply it back to me. You give a woman problems, she give you help. You give her a house, she give you a home. You give her a semen, she give you a baby. Her job is to multiply what you give her. That's all she knows how to do. So I learned early on it was important that I studied her. Because how can she make me happy if she's sad? So God understood, he understood this principle. So he says, because I love y'all, I'm, I'm not going to ask you to give me something that I'm not going to give to you first. All right, go ahead. Read, read that again, Wild Goose. Because I, he said, because I love you, I gave my son. Because I love you. Now, now, this is a crazy thing. Jesus is the groom. The body of Christ. Guess what? We're the bride. You ain't catch that yet. Women are created to multiply. The female end multiplies what's been given. We're the bride. Yeah, let me go over here. I got to go home. We're the bride of Christ. We're the female end. He gives it to us, and he comes back to see what you did with it.
to turn it. He gave you the power. Oh, this is good. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Read, read, read that, Goose. Read that. For God so loved the world uh -huh. that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Come on. For God sent not his son into the world My to God. condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. My God, we can, we can, we can labor right here. Because right here lays the antidote and the problems folk had. The solution and the problem is all right there. It didn't say he died for you. It didn't say he died for me. It didn't say he died for the church. Said he came. He died for whoever in the world would receive him. And whoever received him would multiply what he gave them in their life. So if he gave you eternal life, you should be giving other people eternal life because you're sharing what God gave you. That's that agape love. That's that love that says in spite of who you are, the mistakes you made, the light. I don't care if you're a crackhead, a heroin addict, a prostitute, huh? A whoremonger, a lesbian, a homosexual. I don't care what you are. If you receive Jesus, now notice I said receive. Just because you come to church don't mean you receive. When you receive, there's a change in your nature. Oh, y'all better, you better hear me today. And when your nature changes and becomes his nature, everything you touch will multiply and be blessed. Folks will hate you. You'll be so blessed. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they will. My neighbor the other day, I went down, I went down to uh, my marina and check out my, my boat and my property there. And uh, my neighbor said, why do you even have a boat? Some of y'all catching that. I want to tell him I'll be asking God the same thing. God, you, you done gave me so much out of your head. So he says, because Pastor, Pastor Damon be down there more than me. Because he take care of it. So I say, hey, man, you do whatever you want to, whatever you want to go. Because you take care. So they say, every time we talk to Damon, everybody, everybody. Everybody in my business, all people I do business with, and they know Damon. They know Pastor Damon. They say we. <laughs> this particular time when they said it, I just got back from, from Italy, right? Damon said you over in Italy. <laughs> they act like they had an attitude. <laughs> God wants to bless you so much that other people are watching you. They sneak peeking you. Because they just want to know how this happening for you. I want to tell somebody in here, your name is next. It's according to your faith. Start blessing people for God. Start loving. This is simple. He ain't asking for a million dollars. He's asking you to give what he gave you. Stop hating on each other and hating on other people. And come on, somebody. This ain't hard. I didn't get this from hitting the lottery. I didn't get this. I didn't hook and crook to get this. If anybody know me, you go home and ask God who I am. I am no hook or crook preacher or anything else. God's, I, I, I have had to ask God myself, God, why did you bless me like this where I don't need for nothing? And he says, so you don't have to worry about nothing when you tell the truth. God will bless you so much they'll call your names. I prophesy to somebody in here right now that you're going to be so blessed that your family and them going to call you a drug dealer. Yeah. I received, I received that word years ago. I remember going 
first went to Apostle Jackson Church. He had Prophet Bernard Jordan from New York was there. And, and i never forget, I laughed. I was like, oh, that stuff, that stuff. Somebody invited me. I was like, oh, man, that stuff, foolishness, that stuff ain't real. Look at them pimping them gangs. You know, I had my own little opinion, you know. You know, they was walking like my daddy, talking like my child, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's this? I said, if they real, let them come up here to me. They started walking toward me. I started looking to the other. <laughs> Isn't it funny how bold we be, y'all, and our, our little thoughts and saying stuff to people, you know? And they, they come up there, man, I'm looking all up. I know they ain't come my way. I just know. They get up in the aisle, and they say, uh, excuse me, sir. I kept looking like, you know, I found something on the. And I heard him tell this lady, say, can you, and this lady, she hit me and say, uh, they, they talking to you. So I get a little mean mug, like, you talking to me? Y'all know, come on, Detroit style. You, you don't want none of this, because I ain't going to fall out like everybody else. So I walked down with my cool self. I was young guy. So I, I thought, you can't tell me nothing. So I get down to the front, and I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I dug in like I had cleats. So even if they had something to knock me out, it wasn't going to happen tonight. <laughs> True story. I ain't going to lie to you guys. So I dug in. I'm looking like what they got to say. And they started talking. Y'all, I don't have nothing. My grandma just let me move in. I had been homeless. Man, didn't know I was going to eat. Didn't know I was going to live day to day. And all of a sudden, they started prophesying. I didn't know what prophecy was. Huh? I didn't know the promises and the purpose of God. I didn't know that God had something more for me than what I had experienced. And they, I thought they was lying to me. And they said, young man, God said he's going to use you mightily. He's going to use you greatly. And you got, a, you got a twofold call to be an apostle and a prophet. I didn't know what none of that. I'm laughing. What is that? God called you. This would hit. God's going to bless you so much that family, neighbors, and friends are going to start saying you selling drugs. They said, I see you living in the suburbs. I see cars all out the driveway. I ain't have one car. I'm going to tell you. You better know. You need to. You want to be in a real house of God where the word of the Lord is, be, is being released. This ain't no hocus pocus. This just shakes your faith. And I didn't. Now, let me tell you how good God is. God will bless you and your faith ain't even there. My faith wasn't there. They said, let me tell you something. And he began to prophesy. And Prophet Jordan said, I see, and I see cars on the driveway. And I see your neighbors telling you, why don't you move? You're getting on the nerves. And, and I'm laughing, right? Because I'm living with my grandma. I don't even have no money in my pocket. I don't understand prophecy. I don't understand they're talking about the purpose of God for my life. I don't understand they're talking about the future if I choose to be obedient to the call. If I chose to be obedient to the call. They said God said he's going he gonna to bless you, but he wants you to tell people about his love, about his goodness. I said, you be obedient. You serve under the leadership of this house. God said, mantles are just going to fall. I didn't know what none of that stuff was, right? Now, all of a sudden, they said, and God said, he called you from your mother's stomach. Now, they're pissing me off because my mother, my birth mother had been murdered. And then he said, and that's why the devil took her life early. Now, I'm on the floor. Now, I'm like, hey, ninja. I'm on the floor and I can't get up. My knees went from up under me because that was a burden I had been carrying for many, many years and nobody knew it. And when he hit that, I hit the floor and I remember laying on the floor and I tried to get up because I told myself that I wasn't going down. And I tried to get up and I heard his voice said, son, allow it to happen. And I just... Didn't know what was happening, guys. They took me back, got filled with the Holy Spirit. Ma Dalton took her big hands, laid it on my big head. And next you know, man, I heard these sounds coming up out of me. And then I heard a voice say, it ain't real. The devil will always tell you it's not real. 
Because he doesn't want you to experience the love of God. God's love is better than any man's love. God's love is better than any woman's love. God's love is better than even any best friend or sister or cousin. God's love will keep you in spite of you. God's love will go with you in the alley. God's love will follow you in the crack house. God's love will follow. Yes, he. God's love is unmeasurable. Little did I know that God was going to do all he, what he's done. I wonder who you are that God has chosen you. Each and every last one of you couldn't be here unless God chose you and spoke to you. There's no way you could be here. So you can't even, if you come against each other, you're coming against God. You're the antichrist. You're antichrist when you come against your brother and sister in the house of God. You're antichrist. Because how can you have Christ and yet don't have his love? You don't know what they did to me. Yeah, but you forgot what you done did to others. God's house should be the call the house of prayer because that's where God's love is released and shared. All right, go ahead, son. Go, go back to that. Finish reading that, and then we'll, we'll hit Hebrews, and then we'll go ahead and close out. Man, I love God. The power within. I can't be stopped. God is calling me, and I'm, I'm going to answer the call. Somebody needs to say that. I, I, I can't be stopped. God is calling me, and I'm going to answer the call. Can't be stopped. God is calling me. I'm going to answer the call. That's how I survived. Brianna, that's how I survived every attack I've ever went through, even before I became a pastor. And then when I became a pastor and you had to bless people that tried to curse you, and I would have to command my soul, get your hips up, go back in the battle. Why? I can't be stopped. Why not? Why not? Why you can't be stopped? Because God is with us. So I had to remind myself, God's with you. The weapon may form. So I got to keep praising. I can't, I can't start gossiping. I can't start talking about what I'm going through. I can't start thinking that, God, this thing ain't going to work. Because I, I, if I lose faith and I faint, it ain't going to come to pass. Huh? I can't, and I can't go home and take this stuff to my wife because if I love her and I'm covering her, what man puts trash in his wife? Uh, some of y'all missed that. What man? Man, God called you to bring it to him. What man go to his wife crying like a crybaby? So now she got to carry your baby. Because that's what you gave her. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go get in this. Let's go get in this. I protect her. Craig, I protect her. If you make me mad, I don't tell her. I protect her. I tell God. You getting on my nerves, I don't tell her. I protect her. I go talk to God. Huh? Me telling her. What you doing? Go help her. It ain't helping me. So if it's hurting me, because I got feelings, why well, I want to hurt her feelings and tell her? I'm going to take you to the one that can do something about it. <laughs> All right, go ahead and read that. We got to get out of here. Isn't God good? Man, I know I love y'all. I was in my swimming pool at home. That pool they prophesied that I didn't believe in? I was in that pool before I came here. Can you see my tan? All right. God want to bless you beyond your wildest imagination. Stop tripping and start moving. Move forward. Bless each other. Bless folks out there. Minister to them. Bring them to the church. That's your job. People out there dying. We should have no room to put them. People out there dying. All right, go ahead, Wild Goose. Let's make it, let's make it happen, son. For God so loved the world uh -huh. that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to Come condemn on. the world. No, he didn't. But that the world through him might be saved. No, he did. He did not send him to condemn them. Why we condemn people? 
I told y'all several Tuesdays ago, why are we so hard in the church on our brothers, on our sisters? Why are we supposed to pray for each other? We're supposed to cover each other. It's all by his grace. It's not by our perfection. It's not by what we've learned or what we earned. Think about the prophecy. Think about that, Mama Joyce. They gave me that prophecy over 30 years ago. I hadn't did anything, didn't know nothing. Was, my life was all out of whack, and they would give me a good word from God. That's why sometimes you'll hear somebody get a good word, and sometimes somebody prophesying something totally contrary to who you know them to be. And you'll be like, oh, that prophet off about that, brother. You ever been there? You can be honest. Yeah, I've been there too. I'd be like, oh, he, he prophet lying. And God said, remember, they're prophesying to the potential. It's potential. Prophecy is potential unfulfilled, but a promise, but a promise in your future as you obey God. So I can bring somebody up and tell them, man, God, look, 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 wild goose, God called you to be a multimillionaire. I didn't make that up. I saw that years ago when he came in with a half Jerry curl smelling like wheat. He's just going through the process. And as long as he stay on the potter's wheel, he's going to be something his, his family, him, nobody will be able to recognize. My family don't recognize me now. Because I was the least. And the least became the greatest. That's what, great for this, not, not to boast. But the greatest is the one that becomes the sacrifice for the family. Oh, y'all, y'all, oh, some of y'all just caught that. Joseph has a dream that he's going to be great, but he don't understand his greatness is he was the one chosen to pay the price for the family because God knew in the days to come that there was going to be a drought. And he took Joseph through a process to be on the throne with the king so when the drought came, he could favor his father. God's got a plan and a purpose. I want you to understand that with me. God's got a plan and a purpose for my life. And ain't nobody seen it yet, including me. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has entered the heart of man. The things, the stuff, the blessings, the grace. The mercy, the overflow that God got for me. Come on, I receive it. I receive it. Come on, begin to receive it. Come on, begin. Praise Him like you know you got it.
Somebody set their clock. Set their clock. Yeah, somebody set the clock. At the 10. The 10, we're done. Yeah, Wild Goose, I, I, I saw that. I saw, your, I saw your son. One son is a prophetic teacher. He's going to be prolific in teaching the word of God prophetically. Then the other one is a prophet. Mantle is strong upon his life. He's a seer. He senses things. He sees things. He's a worshiper. He's peculiar. God's going to bless you and your wife. I see you. I see your wife. See her. See in the future leading a worship team. I see it in the spirit. I see, I see you, and I see a chair, and I see P-A-S-T-O-R, pastor. Your future, when you reach in the barrel, every need will be met. Because God said, you gave him your heart. And this is the thing, guys. This is the thing about God. You didn't give him something that he didn't first give you. When he gave his son, he gave his heart. Mm. Mm. See, God's got a plan for your life. Touch yourself. God's got a, what? God's, God's got a plan for your life. Yes, he does, Michael. God's got a plan. It's bigger than what we even know, guys. Yeah, You stuck now? You make it, you telling me? You making permanent decisions over a temporary moment? You about to throw away your future that God has for you? Because you tripping over your now when your later is calling you? Son, the Lord heard you Sunday. You said, I know I'm not just called to go to school and be an engineer, but I'm called to be a man of God first. Man, it's going to blow your mind. I see a phone, and this phone just keeps ringing, keeps ringing, and you're trying to figure it out how you're going to do this and do that. Because I see all of these crazy preaching engagements. Because you're going to be prolific with the tongue. I'm telling you what I see. See, this is real. This is God's shit. People laughed at me. When we first started this ministry and I took, I took a, a mature woman who, who worked for the city of Detroit driving back holes who served men and women of God in ministry in the back room but her job was digging holes with a back hole. She wore Wrangler jeans and Timbo boots but she prayed and she learned how to pray through praying for her children and I took her and I put a chair in the building we were in that was Pastor Joyce and I sat her in that chair and I said pray for the campus pray for the 12 classroom pray for the gymnasium pray for the TV ministry pray for the radio we had nothing 
I want church folks laughed at times. Walked away. But God stayed. Thank God when people leave, God stayed. We must be doing something right because God didn't. When they say God told them to leave because we were going down, we stayed and sure did God. And this is the crazy thing, Paul. God did more with less so we would know that it was him. And in fact, before we move in this building, y'all remember I was up ministering and God said, you got too many to go with you. That's, what, that's right, Erica. He said, just like Gideon, he said, son, he said, no, I'm going to leave you with the dogs. I said, well, how did I find the dogs? He said, them the ones that are stick and stay. And they'll get on all fours and they'll do whatever they need to do to get the job done. And they won't take my glory. And they'll be around to see the end of the story. I want you to know God's going to do something great in your life. Your best days! Your best days! Your... Woo! Shout out my guy, It ain't over. Paul and Erica, the baby's going off to school. It ain't over. God said it's just beginning for you. Come here, come here quickly. Get up here quickly. Somebody get my oil. Get them up here quickly. You know, I used to have a... I used to go to church and I used to have this hoopty. And I used to wait for everybody to leave. I used to park it on the side of the building. And I used to have to put a little penny on, 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 on top of the carburetor to get the carburetor whole. And I didn't want nobody to, to see what kind of car I was driving in. And every now and again, that hoopty, I would have to get a charge. The battery worked. It would just need a charge. I would need somebody to give me a jump. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all had some of them kind of cars. You had to get somebody to, to give you a jump. God told me tonight, I'm just giving you a jump, 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 Jesus. Jump. Just give it a jump. Watch it, guys. Watch it, guys. Just give it a jump. That's all you getting tonight is a jump. See, we got power, but you got to use your power. It's according to your faith. God said, believe in the Lord thy God. We're going to be victorious. He said, believe in his prophet. It's good, guys. One person can get it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Come on, sit down. The enemy always like here, try to get everybody's attention off. But we're about to close out now. I don't want nobody to miss what God has for you. And guys, it was crazy. Me and Pastor Robin talked about it the other day. We were like, how did we end up, how did we end up married? Because we went through pure D. Mm-hmm. While we were dating. We went through it. it there's no way we should have got married. There's just no way. We, we got in that thing. And she, and she brought it up the other day. And she said, baby, when we were in service, God, you said something. And God gave me a revelation to our marriage. And she said, the devil knew our purpose together. And he knew how many lives we were going to touch. And he was trying to fight us before we could make it to the altar. But did you notice once we got to the altar, we ain't never had a fight, sister? Come on. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Some of y'all just need to get back to the altar. Oh. Just get to the altar. We got to the altar. And everything changed, Mike. We got married. But we got married, man. I would work hard, still couldn't keep no money. But man, once, man, man, that thing, everything started happening. Everything started happening. There's a divine appointment for you. We're going to read this scripture and we're done. Go ahead, Hebrews. Stand to your feet. Hebrews chapter 11. Started. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Uh-huh. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. You gotta believe. 
Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, you've got to believe. It's not an option. Stop listening to everybody else. And listen to your prophet so you can prosper. You've got to believe. There's no other option. He doesn't give another option. There's no other, Sharon, there ain't no other option. Keisha, there's no other option. Go ahead, read it, sir. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Uh huh. For he that cometh to God uh -huh. must believe that he is, and you, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You got to believe that he is. You got to believe that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Sharon, I learned in my hardest times of ministry that as long as I kept, thank you, I heard that timer, thank you. As long as I kept moving forward in God, I never knew the outcome, but I just believed the outcome would be good because I was trusting him. And every time, it would work in my favor. So now I've learned, so people think I don't go through, man, I go through stuff, man, that'll crush some of y'all in here. But I've learned now how to go through I learned to give him a anyhow praise. I learned that I have options how I'm going to go through it, Brianna. Either I'm going to go right through it, I'm going to go around it, or I'm going to use my faith and I'm seated in heavenly places and I'm going to go above it. But there's one thing I've learned over the years. I'm already victorious. I just be wondering, what is my reward going to be? What is my next blessing? I remember we got this camp. I was like, what is my blessing going to be after this camp? Because he always, you, you going to pay up front. He going to show you. He going to show you what you did because of your faith. You can't beat him. Finish that up. Verse, verse 6 again, son. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Can't please him without faith. Go ahead. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Micah, did you hear that? Man, I feel bad for people who, you know, they be in church 10 years or 15 years or 20 years or 30 years, and they, they didn't realize that they had lost faith a long time ago, but they were just kind of going to a service and going through you know, yeah, going through the motion because they don't want to die and go to hell, of course. And so we just kind of go through the motion, but we've lost faith. So when you lose faith, you don't have any expectation that God's going to reward. And so since God ain't going to reward and I lost faith, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to witness to folks. I'm not going to share God's love. I'm not going to get folks saved. I'm not bringing people to church. I'm just a church goer now. Make sure I stay on the church roll. So when it's time for me to die, I got some, some folks to bury me and, and I'm good with God. Sometimes we don't even know we're thinking like that. We programmed by the enemy and don't even realize it. Because if I believe that God is really a rewarder and that he's going to reward me and I, I look at my pastors and I see the grace and the reward, can't no man give them what they have. I mean, I've been around long enough. I've watched them long enough. They can't fake it that long. There's no way. Then, then, then how? Because he rewards me because I keep doing it when it look like it ain't working. I keep doing it when people talk about me. I keep doing it when I feel like throwing the towel. I keep doing it. What do I keep doing? I keep loving. I keep giving out God's love. I keep hugging. I keep embracing. I keep my mouth shut up away from gossiping. And I keep honoring the leaders God gave me. And some kind of way, it's been working for me. So if it's working for me, and God thought enough of you to give me to you. It'll work for you too. Come on, let's praise God. <laughs> oh, it's real. Come on, let's praise Him. It's real. Honor. That's why I keep this word in front of you. Honor is the principal thing. Honor. Honor, 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 honor. To this day, 30 plus years, Shawana and I still honor Apostle Wayne T. 
Timothy Jackson and Dr. Beverly Y. Jackson and I give all the honor and glory to God for thinking enough of me to giving me a model to show me that all things are possible to them that believe. On behalf of Apostle Clarence Langston and Pastor Robin Langston, we want to thank you for joining us for our Sunday worship experience. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 11 a.m., every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for our Transformation Tuesday Bible Study, and Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. you can catch all things new Apostles Morning Inspiration Show. Until next time, be blessed.